Yeah. Kerry, mm. can I tell you something? Go ahead. I like cats. Do you? You know. I'll tell you what, this is a. You're going to love this cat. It, well, I sat there. It's Cat Fraser. Oh, Cat Fraser. Yeah. Tell me more about Cat Fraser. Cat Fraser, she is a data innovation manager at the Lloyds Banking Group. Aye, aye. She's a management consultant. Yeah. And she's also an entrepreneur. She's very good. She's time very busy. Management, she's busy. And so we're honoured then to have we're her. Honored. Uh, we are honoured. And she's also coming to our Albert Back events in a few hours. All right, super yeah. duper. Um, and again, just for the uh, sake of the listener, I've noticed that you're, um, you'll be flying solo yet again. I will, because you're ill. <laughs> yeah. Although people are starting to think that there's conspiracy theories about on the internet. I've read about <laughs> What's that? Which, In a very short space of time that we've been together, imagine if we're a group, yeah? Yeah. Let's let's go for the top. Let's say we're the Beatles, right? Yeah. And, you know, there was a time they used to record collectively together, didn't they? Mm. And then by the end of their career, when they were fragmented and disenchanted with each other, <laughs> they would record solo. So would many they? of the Beatles' later songs are really just all of them playing. That's not happening, is it? No, it's all it's all. In fact, you're going to be going solo in the next couple, I think. Well, yeah, just I don't just know. Just mixing it up. Aren't I they? just don't know, listener. If I'll be there for you <laughs> down the line. Stop it. It's been attention seeker. Stop it. Right, should we just get on with it? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Hi, so I'm here today with Kat Fraser. Kat is a data innovation manager at Lloyd's Banking Group and she's also building a social impact company. So hi Kat, how are you? All right? I'm good, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So Kat and I are very bizarrely in a hotel room, aren't we? We're <laughs> at the Square Club waiting for I'll be back tonight. And, it's really uh, lovely and cosy. It is very cosy. So it's a, a very um, relaxed podcast today. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to have a little yeah chat with Kat. She's doing lots of different things, so it'll be a really nice one. So, do you want to just give us a bit of info about who you are, where you've come from, and your current role at Lloyd's would be a good place to start, I think. Yep. So, first of all, I'm really excited about tonight. Cool, and cool. Looking forward to the cocktails after <laughs> yeah. having been to your Christmas events, which was all sorts of creative madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had cupcakes there. We've got cocktails this time. <laughs> Um, so I'm currently calling myself a creative data innovator. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that means, <laughs> um, but it's been part of my journey of probably changing my job description every six months for the last 10 years as oh, wow. the world of marketing and technology and business and strategy has just been constantly changing. Um, and that's been part of my requirement to just keep up with the market, which is is an interesting task yeah, for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've recently joined Lloyd's Banking Group and I sit in part of the business of group transformation. So we're undergoing a really big digital transformation project at the moment um, as they're looking to become sort of ultimately a fintech. And my role is really about helping the rest of the business understand their customers better through data. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm also part of a change maker community inside the business which is looking at new agile ways of working and just really trying to look at how digital transformation can bring new possibilities and creative possibilities more than anything cool so you i also noticed that you're a management consultant working to help businesses sort of stay ahead of social trends and that's something you're is that something you're doing alongside your work at lloyd's as well 
Yeah, so <laughs> you're a busy person. <laughs> um, so I've been a sort of on a freelancer gig worker, I suppose, in um, the ad tech creative industries, sort of yeah. on that cusp of digital transformation and strategy. Um, probably my entire career, it's been quite a roller coaster. Right. <laughs> um, but also really interesting working with so many different agencies to see sort of how they're doing brand innovation as much as anything. Um, and part of that is using social data to to help them understand their customers better, but also find things they don't know about their customers, which okay. is probably the most interesting bit yeah. of my work, actually finding sort of new ways of helping people understand the world and therefore what other opportunities they can transform out of it. Um, so I have a sort of focus, I suppose, around three different areas, which is social truth, which is particularly um, sort of become a really interesting area, I think, in the last year, especially with everything that's gone on around Facebook yeah, yeah. and data privacy and and sort of how people are using data these days mm-hmm. um, to help global enterprise companies just get better at their practices yeah, and yeah. to help them understand that actually things can't be done behind closed doors anymore. Um and then we've got sort of looking at social trust, which also, again, from how I've been working with government agencies to understand sort of the political environment and how stories are being fed through Twitter specifically. And some some of those stories are fake news. But yeah, how yeah. do we know that? And, yeah. and when you start really digging into it, it becomes quite scary, the world that okay. is sort of emerging because there's there's just a lot of... Um, information that we're taking as truth mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and so I can definitely see a role for companies to start being able to to just be really way more transparent yeah, than, yeah, than we have been in the ad tech world um, and then finally social transformation is something I'm really passionate about so yes we sort of know that digital is the technology part of what we need to be doing but actually it's really about people and and how they interact with technology yeah. and <laughs> Carrie's nodding. Um, so the social transformation part of my work has been probably the biggest focus of mine. I, for example, got a whole group of employees inside a global bank together. Um, we There was sort of an internal community that were already really passionate about having a voice in the future of work and what their future workplace would look like. Um, so we... We provided an online environment, sort of a really collaborative, creative ideas playground, if you like, um, and brought these employees together to just have a conversation about what they thought, you know, how they could reimagine their business. Um, And I think because they had those sort of entrepreneurial instincts and they were really passionate about the subject as well, as well as connecting to the business need, um, we just enabled them to generate sort of all of these innovation project ideas in the space of two weeks and and then using a creative process through data I was able to create that data and structure it into what I would call innovation social data analytics so essentially creating a whole way of being able to structure your needs of a community 
and the problems that they've identified versus the solutions and the ideas that they've also generated almost without knowing. Right, okay. um, <laughs> wow. That sounds like a so it was quite project. a crazy yeah. project that really just showed the power of if you can get the right people with the right mindset yeah. in the right collaborative environment to have the right conversations, <laughs> yeah. which sounds like almost the marketing, you know, the traditional marketing mix, but actually it's on their terms, not ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can create projects that you just would never have had access to because you would never have known that those people were sort of feeling okay. in those ways. And it just, I think for the business, it just gave them an entire roadmap of potentially how they could transform their business with their most entrepreneurial talent mm. Um, through the eyes of their employees. Amazing. That sounds really, really interesting. Cool. So that's a really good idea of your background. This, as you know, this is um, an AI-related podcast. <laughs> it's kind of uh, what we're really excited about. And it, it'd be great to know sort of how you feel that AI is shaping businesses going forward, I think. Yeah, so I think there's two things for me particularly. Um, one is being a creative and coming at tech and startup world is that I think creatives have this huge opportunity now to really show that we're not just creating technology for the sake of technology. We're not just creating an AI for the sake yeah, of an yeah. AI or, or really in it for the money. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but that potentially we want to use technology more to solve a problem, just like we have been doing for brands because they are multiple touch points and, and also we brands are, are, you know, thinking more emotionally before the technology first. Um, so definitely my experience is that I don't just see products, I see how they interconnect with each other. Yeah. And and then the ecosystem of the people that use those products. Um, so it's been, you know, an interesting experience to see what's coming out of the news because yeah, yeah. my feeling is that founders should be doing that anyway. They okay. should be thinking about all of all of that before they start building the products in the first place. Yeah. Um, the second is, I think, having lived in the future of work as a bit of an early adopter mm-hmm. in the freelance economy, um, which was in Brighton, probably even before the government was recognising that that was a thing, a thing. <laughs> that was happening. But people were just moving out of London and just wanting a different way of working. And so it just made sense. Um, but I don't think it's working. Okay. I don't think it's changed in 10 years, which scares me. Wow, that's, that's because we're still fighting to get yeah. paid. Invoices yeah. are still being, you know, put on the back burner. Okay. Um, there's just a lot of emotional stuff that you go through as, okay. in, as a as a modern worker that we don't have a support network for. Mm-hmm. And and there may be pockets of sort of organizations that are starting to look at that, but I don't think that's happening fast okay. enough. But you think it will change going forward? It's just a bit of a slow process. Yeah, I think okay. we're sort of almost the guinea pigs okay. <laughs> almost. Um, and, and because of that, we have learned that the concept of the job or working is something different compared yeah. to what you go into a corporate company to do. Um, so I do think AI will give us this ability to, to help citizens sort of have more creative time mm-hmm. um, and to explore their purpose and find new meaning but we need a financial system okay, to, make that possible. <laughs> to be able to recognise that also the creativity is is a it's something of value, yeah. even if the technology doesn't sit behind it straight away. And so even if it's a process, a system, experience, or even a cocktail, yeah. there has to be some sort of valuation 
behind the creativity for us to be able to spend time on that because yeah. otherwise we would just end up create tech for the sake of it still. Okay, that's, um, that's cool. And you so we've kind of we've worked and you know a fair bit now with with AI and we found that quite you kind of always get a mix of people. So you've got those people who are quite afraid of it. Yeah. And then others who just can't wait to embrace it. I don't, have you found that a similar thing, or have you found that generally people are quite excited about it? Or yeah, I think it's shifting. Shifting, okay. Um, but because it's been in concept stage for a long time, yeah, so yeah. it has sort of abstract ideas that can't really be interpreted into your world. Yeah. Um, the media is definitely focused on fear for a long Ab- time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, and, I think and that doesn't help. Does all it? of those future work conversations just mean that people are actually really scared rather than actually quite excited by the possibilities. But I do think, especially what you guys are doing, it's making it so much more accessible for people and to really understand that, you know, it 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 there's there's fun in the technology. It's not just about, you know, an automated process that feels really dry. Um, so it's all about that sort of art of the possible, which I'm also trying to look at how to bring more into my work. Cool. That sounds good. So obviously we've talked a little bit about the work that you've done at Lloyd's and we've talked now in a little bit more detail about your management consultant stuff. You are also, you're so busy, (laughs) I just... (laughs) A purpose-driven entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I don't really have much of life. <laughs> <laughs> and you have started, um, created a startup called The Reimagineers. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Because I'm really excited to hear about that, what you've been up yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. So from um, what I was explaining with getting employees together and having collaborative conversations and then using those conversations and transforming the data into problems and solutions that's really been a creative data system, essentially, that I've been growing and building and developing and validating. Um, And now I'm building a human innovation platform that will ultimately be designed to grow creative, self-sufficient modern workers. So what does that mean? So it means that it's about connecting purpose and profit (laughs) from the outset. I believe I'm building a human technology company and not just a startup. Okay. Um, and, And it is something that I feel I've almost done backwards with a completely unknown creative process, um, which hasn't fitted in with the current investment world and startup world at all. Um, but what what I do love about the whole sort of journey that I've been on um, is that I've naturally started designing the impact that I wanted to have in the world from the outset. Brilliant. I've designed and run creative experiments with a global community of futurists, strategists, community leaders and academics from across my network in the UK and Australia. And it's just been a really fun collaborative process to begin with, yeah. um, which I've then turned into a sort of behavioural model okay. <laughs> from all our conversations about things that are really social and really human, um, like the future of money and living and work and policy and learning and innovation, sort of all of these very, very umbrella topics um, that we were all bring our personal and professional experiences to. And through that, you could really see the future. <laughs> okay. um, and then when you started looking at the data, you could you could then also sort of understand that all these future behaviours and ideas and values were really interesting coming out. A lot of things around, you know, do we really care about money? Do we actually want to sort of transact in a different way, potentially in the future? Um, so, so the platform's really about being able to 
help people structure these thoughts and feelings about the future and bring people together um, with purpose and, and ultimately design communities for social change. Cool. Um, but I probably feel that actually the technology hasn't been there for us. We've okay. sort of designed the creative process. Um, but now the exciting part is that we're creating a creative AI tool, which will ultimately design, match and mobilize your future problem solvers either inside an organisation or citizens okay. who may want to be involved in, you know, redesigning their cities in the future. Um, and then from getting those individuals together and having collaborative conversations, we can provide innovation social data analytics. Um, and, you know, one application, for example, with Brexit, <laughs> um, if it's taught us anything, I think it's that we need to find a way to create, co-create the agenda okay and to be constantly challenged by people so this is a way of really trying to build that evidence and feed that back to decision makers um but i think the the yeah the key thing is really um <clears throat> it's about finding people who who really care about this stuff and yeah. there's you know there's, sub, there's subgroups everywhere so it's about really trying to use um machine learning yep. to model these behaviors so you can then identify those people and give them an ability to um feedback in a way that they can align their needs okay. to an organization wow. sounds really really interesting <laughs> wow well done <laughs> thank you <laughs> sounds like a really big project it's been quite a, a monster challenge. it's yeah. turned into something way beyond what i was ever <laughs> thinking about and and it, and it feels like it's sort of an innovation system that helps us be more inclusive. Okay. So ultimately that we want the community part of the business to become a social enterprise. And that, that sort of worker tech platform essentially would enable everyone to be able to sort of create shared ideas together and be able to see those happening, that they can recognize and see their contribution over time and social impact. And for that to be fed back into a financial reward system. So it needs some new business model okay. <laughs> that potentially doesn't exist yet. Um, and that's also been a challenge. Yeah, cool. So in terms of if people want to get hold of you or find out more, or are you looking for anyone to support you in the business? Or well, how can people get hold of you? Or yeah, what would you absolutely. like to say from that, from that point of view? All of the above. <laughs> um, so partly, I think because we've, I'm finally figuring out the technology side of the business. Um, we're looking to run MVP projects with corporates or enterprises who are interested in just a different approach to innovation okay. and to look at more of the data side and how you can engage your employees or customers. Um, so, yeah, definitely connect on LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or via my website. And then um, I'm, I'm always open to, to people who might want to be part of this project because it's definitely been a sort of quite solo uh, process that I've had to go through. A lot of it's been in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've had to go through getting that out first before I can really explain it properly to people. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we'd love to work with yeah. like minds who can, who can see the possibilities of this being something that could drive the value economy for example um and i'm yeah very interested in other collaborators and partners investors 
who can see the opportunities of a purpose-led yes. startup. Yeah. Brilliant. So I'll put those details as well in the show notes so you can find Kat's details on there. Thank you. But yeah, I think that is all we have time for, actually. But it's been <laughs> lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for letting me. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Sounds really brilliant. So brilliant. congratulations wow. and yeah, keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely yeah. loads of other opportunities Coming, that yeah. will come out of this, hopefully. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> so then we're going to, yeah, we're going to go to Arbor Butler, aren't we? So, yes. Yeah, we'll, um, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thanks.